Good morning. It's Monday, the 4th of May, 2020. May the 4th be with you. And that's not easy to say, I have to say. And welcome to Mouse Monday. My goodness, we've got a cracking show for you. It's Radio Blogging. Welcome to Radio Blogging, daily shows with interactive activities to keep everyone busy and engaged. Brought to you by Pi Corbett, David Mitchell, Ian Rocky, and Russell Prue. Just listen and blog. It's live, fun, and interactive. And with new educational tasks every day, just head over to radioblogging.net to listen and find out more. And a very warm super may the 4th be with you Monday morning and a very warm welcome to your lordship. I know you're listening. Welcome. This is how educational technology is really moving, rocking and rolling in this century, sir. Thank you so much for joining us and good morning to all our radio bloggers. The whole team are here. We are freshed. We are ready to go. We've got some great news for you. We'll tell you later on in the show. We're doing a very special show and lots of you have been in contact with us asking if you you can have a bespoke radio blogging experience just for your school. Yes, you can. We're working on that package. There will be a small cost for that and we'll let you know. If you'd like to find out about having your own, your own very professional radio blogging show just for your school, small academy or multi-academy trust, whoever, wherever you are in the world, get in contact. Drop us an email and we'll get back to you. You could be one of the first to enjoy that service. A very good morning to the fabulous ian rocky good morning ian how are you this morning good morning russell very very well thank you excited to be here for mouse monday could it get any better no it could not and thank you so much for joining us professor really good deputy mitchell is also with us in the studio how's it going david i'm very well thank you i kind of feel i need a title um but deputy will have to do uh, yes really excited today the stats on the site are bursting at the seams at the moment we've got a great show lined up for people today some new things too and some great announcements so really looking forward to today russell can't wait indeed it is our 29th show listeners and this is our seventh week we have a cracking week and our guest du jour is the brilliant brian moses we'll have some news about him brian i know you're listening and i'm sure pi will tell you all about it it's an amazing show and here is the man himself start the day with a slice of pie this is radioblogging.net good morning pi corbett how are you sir good morning excellent uh, we've got a bit of sunlight here i don't know how you're all faring out there but we've got a little bit of sunlight um, cutting outside the window which is marvellous I was up early because we got a very early call as you know my son works in a care home and a very early call somebody's fallen ill and they wanted him in there so um, he uh, he was up early with us and uh, every morning I have to make sure that he goes off looking really really smart so he's pa- been packed off to get the trolley round to the old uh, ladies and his old gentleman make sure they have their early morning cup of tea and by now he will be feeding them breakfast probably at this very moment so that's all well and good i've made my bed i've had my porridge with nut seeds and yogurt strange word yogurt really um i don't know why i say that but anyway let's press on so all good i've got the socks on the right feet we phone the aged aunt uh we like to do that we like to check in because she lives on her own apart from crispy and crunchy the two dogs and the rather strange white cat that doesn't come anywhere near you. Crispy and Crunchy are on top form, Russell, behaving themselves apparently very, very well. As you know, 
they do like to raid the cornflakes. They have been known to break into the fridge, which, of course, is where it all started, really, with Gerald the Mouse. He was sighted and then he had the audacity to break into our fridge through a filter at the back. And he's becoming more popular than we are. Gerald has got his own his own show now. It's absolutely outrageous. He has his own show. So, uh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm absolutely up for this. And we always like to start our shows. And I know there are new people today who are joining us. Uh, Neve and Jane are with us. And I know that Beck, Isla, Amelie and Josie are with us. So we've got some new people. You're very, very welcome. And we always start off with a couple of games. Creative games. Play and try with Ian and Pi. Good morning, Professor. How are you? Oh, I'm very well. Thank you, Pi. Looking forward to today. I mean, this is kind of a culmination, isn't it, of a few weeks of, of the story of Gerald, the songs of Gerald, the tales of Gerald. And now it's Mouse Monday. Looking forward to this one. Yeah, it's going to be a great one. And uh, those of you who have not listened before, we always start off with a couple of games. And uh, the idea is that uh, you listen at home or in school with your notebook and pencil, jot a few things down. And then when we play the games, we'll have a pause, maybe a little bit of music, maybe a couple of shout outs. But we have a pause so you can play the games at home uh, and in school. So here we go, um, uh, Ian. The first one, um, I think we'll start off. Um, with the rhyming game, first of all, then we'll play the excuses and then I'll read the poem. So the first one is a rhyming game Mm. and um, we're going to do train, the word train. So just we'll bounce it backwards and forwards and you get the you get the noise if you run out before me. So here we go. Train. Drain. Rain. Explain. Sprain. Brain. Refrain. Again. Grain. Main. Stain. Obtain. Elaine. Maintain. Bane. Terrain. Crane. Chain. (laughs) I got stuck. I was going through the alphabet in my head. Oh, dear. Folks. There are other good ones. You can do the train one. Uh, I'll give you a few others that had lots and lots of rhymes and fun to play around with. Wheel, bone, light, flies, soap, seed, snail, goat, cream. Any of those will give you lots of rhymes. So you could do train, wheel, bone, light, flies, soap, seed, snail, goat, cream. Or just choose any old word. But those ones have lots of rhymes, so uh, it helps the game jog along. Now, the next one I thought that we're doing is excuses. Listing excuses to get out of a task, just for a bit of fun, really. So we could do getting out of the washing up, getting out of walking the dog, getting out of tidying your bedroom, getting out of something challenging like fighting a dragon or saving the world. Let's have a go at something humble. Uh, As you know, we have had further problems with the uh, washing machine. And uh, Gerald has taken the rap for that as well. I don't know (laughs) if he is to blame, but he's he's taken the rap he's wanted now for our um, uh, bad dealings with my washing machine. (laughs) So Mabel has had to be brought out of retirement. Um, Mabel wears yellow marigolds and uh, for years has done good service 
uh, at that sink and has come out of retirement and is now on the washing up duty. So excuses for not doing washing up. Do you want to start with that one? Okay, yeah. I have to start with um, catching a mouse. Okay, so um, I've been taken by aliens. Um, rewiring a plug. Um, I was out fighting a sky pirate. Uh, writing a letter to a unicorn. Um, I was walking by iguana. Uh, <laughs> fixing uh, a, mechanic, a mechanimal. I was out watching clouds. Uh, I was ironing Frank ready to pack in Connie. Okay. <laughs> You've got to explain that. We can't let that go. Frank is the... I have a habit of naming things. So Frank is the name of a, a, a pair of trousers that lives in the cupboard. And Connie um, is the name of a suitcase that lives in the attic. When I was a head teacher, when I left the school, I was given a very nice uh, sort of leather suitcase by my secretary, Connie. So I, I named it Connie. So every now and then I, I might say to my wife, have you seen Connie anywhere? And Mel will say, oh, she's upstairs in the attic. Poor old Connie. Poor dear. Anyway, um, I was herding sheep off the road. Uh, I was rearranging the cupboard. Okay. I leant on the Tower of Pisa and fell over. <laughs> <laughs> I was washing my hair. Okay. <laughs> I haven't got any. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. OK, so we've got two games. We've got the rhyme game and we've got the excuses game. But just before we get going to tune ourselves into today, there's a mouse in the house, not a moose on the loose or an owl on the prowl, but a mouse in a house, not a mobster or a lobster, not a rat or a cat, not an otter on the pot, not a stoat or a goat. But there's a mouse in the house. Yes, there's a mouse in the kitchen and it's itching for a forage in the porridge and a drink in the sink. Yes, there's a mouse in the kitchen, not a louse on the loose or a scot called Bruce, not a rabbit with a habit or a zebra on a crossing, not a fox in a box, not a sparrow in a barrow, not a pancake that needs tossing or a king with an arrow. Yes, there's a mouse in my house. There's a mouse in my house. So while you play while you play those games, I think, Russell, we could have maybe a little bit of music going. Absolutely. It's Star Wars Day across the world, listeners. May the fourth be with you. And I just have to play this track. Oh, my goodness. Hi, my name is Judith Eagle. I am the author of The Secret Starling and The Pear Affair. And you are listening to radioblogging.net. And Judith is on this Thursday. Can't wait for that as well. So that was Galaxy 42, Star Wars, and we played that because we can. May the 4th be with you all wherever you are. Happy Star Wars Day as well. And that brings me to tell you about something really exciting. On Thursday at 6 o'clock our time, we are going to do an American show. We're going to broadcast this into the United States of America with lots of American-themed writing activities. Listeners, if you'd like to join us, you are very welcome indeed. It'd be lovely for you to be here as well to welcome our American listeners and they've been in touch and asked if they could have a specific stateside show and it's our pleasure we'll be on air as usual on Thursday morning at 9.30 just as we always have it's an extra show this Thursday and it's the last one of the week and we're going to do it at 6 o'clock in the evening if you'd like to join us that would just be absolutely lovely Hi this is Frank Cottrell Boyce and you are listening to radioblogging.net I'm so looking forward to that. Uh, um, Russell, years ago, 
I drove across Route 66 across America in a, in a huge yellow car with a great friend of mine. And uh, we followed the, uh, the route all the way, stopping uh, little wayside um, uh, uh, diners. Uh, great, great fun. Absolutely loved it. And I'm really looking forward to um, working uh, on that particular show. Now, we always end our shows with um, an opportunity for children to do a recording of some sort. And I think I'm right in saying that um, from Friday's show, Russell, we have two in the in the can, as they say. One from our old friend Sachin, who has been following us, I think, probably from the, the very beginning. He's very experienced now at doing the recordings, at doing the blogging, very enthusiastic uh, uh, writer and performer. And uh, you've got another one which has got two people in it, haven't you? Yes, Emily and Tom. And I'm going to start mm. with them. everybody and welcome to Radio 2. My name's Bob and we'll be talking to the airship crew. They were on a long flight and they crashed last night. Now over to them. Oh, it was horrible. We were gliding through the sky and then our engines failed so we started falling. But, and then we started crashing. Lots of people got very badly hurt. I need to go back to the hospital. Thank you for having me. Goodbye. Bye. There's nothing like a good Ukrainian Scottish accent, I think, just to get through. And that was nothing like it. Emily and Tom, amazing. Did you love that? Yeah, I absolutely loved it. I love it when we do the voices. It just brings the whole thing uh, alive, doesn't it? We don't do the voices enough in school, really, do we? There no. should be much more opportunity for children. Every school has computers. There must be much more opportunity for children to record their writing, to perform their writing, to present mm. their writing. Because, of course, and you can hear it every time with these, um, Emily and Tom and Satin, all the people we've been lucky enough to have on doing that, they've all practiced, practiced, practiced so that they've got their writing absolutely to the very best point because they know they're going to perform it that sense of audience mm. is so strong now we've got uh, we've got sachin i think yes got we have indeed great out. great report this one sachin well done good evening this is a 10 o'clock nighttime news starring sachin your host information has spread that the cessna skyhawk has touched down at the airship helipad I'm giving the mic over to the deputy head of World News, Rockton Lampy. Rockton, am I right that you have been interviewing the crew? Oh yes, Sachin, so I am joined by the one and only Captain Mahmoud. Right, Captain, were you afraid? Definitely there! Horrible storms and hurricanes as well as an agitated dragon. Okay, thank you, Rodrigo, were you okay? Okay, I was freaked out by the samurai sword teeth of the dragon and the fiery breed. I understand how it must have, how you must have been feeling. Joanne, I heard you were scared. Oh yes, and my palms had turned a pale cream. My legs were numb and my stomach had butterflies in it as I saw Rodrigo dangerously peering in the open. Interruption, I attempted to skydive when you guys weren't looking. What the heck? Telling mum as soon as we get home. Okay, maybe that's enough. That though, um, what's that staring from your shoulder pocket, Joanne? 
Did somebody say there's a load of cheese on the floor? Right, um, well, this is Rockton Lampy reporting from the nighttime news today at the helipad. Sachin, over to you to hand to L- Russell Prue for the gadgets review. There's nothing like a mention to get yourself in the titles there. Such that was amazing. Great voices, all done by himself. Pie. Mm, I absolutely love that. And the names, he's got so good. We've talked about this before, haven't we? If you don't name something, it sounds bland. So uh, I love the idea of Rockton Lampy, I think it was. And Rodrigo, uh, Rodrigo has been a, a character who's appeared again and again with that sort of slightly um, strange, I think it must be a Spanishy or Italian um, uh, sort of accent. Yeah, love that, Sachin. Fantastic work. Well done. So at the end of today's show, we'll talk you through how you too can perform and start off tomorrow's uh, show in the same sort of way. I think now we're getting to the crux of the issue because you did also have a, a, a very special interview, didn't you, Russell? You managed to catch up with somebody, uh, a key guest, a guest of honour at the weekend. This is radioblogging.net, broadcasting live across the planet. So we're really pleased to have Gerald on the telephone now. Uh, Gerald, uh, tell me, uh, listeners, a little bit about what was going on at uh, Pie's Cottage. Why did you go inside? Well, it was bad weather. It was just after Christmas. It was very, very nasty, very cold. So I thought to myself, I'll get in somewhere nice and cosy. And I had a very, very long run of it, really. It took several months before anybody spotted me. And then, of course, once they'd sighted me, there were the usual screams and yells. They tried to capture me, but it was absolutely no good. Yep, it was it was a pretty good life, really. They got a good boiler there. I snuck in behind the boiler and settled down, very cosy. And, of course, the fridge, well, they got no idea at all about fridges. It was easy to break in the back. There was a filter. I spent a long time in there. Some very fine cheese that I found. That was great to hear about the fridge, but you also found the washing machine attractive. Why were you going in there? Yeah. Well, the washing machine was a bit of a mistake. I thought it might be a second fridge. So I tried to break in the back, chewed through a wire, nearly got electrocuted. But you see, before that, I'd already discovered the porridge. Now that involved a very, very long climb up, and there it was, bags of it. So I was into that porridge, had a jolly good forage around, And when he discovered that, next thing I knew, he got a wooden bread bin. But I managed to climb in the back of the bread bin where there was a tiny little space. People underestimate what mice can do. We can squeeze through very small spaces. So I had a good feed on the bread. I got to the porridge, but they were on to me then. And you know what they got? Yes, a tin bread bin. No way I could get in there. But of course, the nuts were still in a bag. So, I'm renowned as a nut nibbler. I was in there, chewing on the Brazils, munching away on the seeds. Fantastic stuff. But in the end, the heat got too much. They were after me every single night. So I knew that I had to escape. 
And how did you escape, Gerald? Well, it wasn't too hard, really, because they had a cat flap. I was soon through the cat flap, down to the end of the garden, and I headed off because I'd heard that there was going to be an airship exploration, that they were going to fly to the other ends of the earth in search of the lost city of Tregonzia. So, made my way down to the airship, and it wasn't too hard, to nip on board, I was up one of the little guy ropes that attached itself from the ground to the airship, climbed in, and again I became a bit of a stowaway. Got rather fond of the two children, of course, Ty and Mariana. Nice kids, very, very nice. But I was mainly living around the galley. Chef never saw me, of course. But then it all got a bit scary during the thunderstorm when we crash-landed, and I noticed a sky thief following the children. Bit of a dilemma. Could have hidden away, of course. But no, my family have always been brave soldiers, so I decided I had to follow them in and do what I could. Whew, it was scary, I can tell you, but I created a diversion and while the sky pirate was messing around with the furniture, the children ran out and I managed to leap onto Ty's shoulder. Woohoo! We were away. But unfortunately now, Gerald, you face criminal charges of cheese trafficking. And what do you have to say for yourself? I'm not... I, I'm, I'm... No, no, Gov. I am not a cheese thief. I am actually... Com... I... No, it's a false charge. I deny it absolutely. I will get the finest solicitors in the land. I will take them to court the bounders. How dare them accuse me, Gerald the Mouse, of trafficking in cheese. I will not have it. Ooh, what's that over there? It sounds a bit like a police car. I, I'm sorry, have to end the interview now. See you, bye. A children's radio blogging show broadcast into homes and schools across the world. Join Pi Corbett, Russell Prue, Ian Rocky, and David Mitchell live each weekday at 9.30 a.m. Wow, that's a mouse that's up for a BAFTA, if I'm not mistaken. My goodness. Great interview there. Did you enjoy that, Pi? I really did enjoy it. I, he's, he's got a bit of nerve, hasn't he, really? Mm, any surprises he, he, in there? He's a swashbuckler, that's for sure. And uh, he's brave, though, and loyal, but a, a real swashbuckler. Yeah, I love that. Fantastic. I, I, yeah, I'd be interested to hear from the children what they made uh, of, uh, of him. Uh, how do they get in touch? They can tweet, can't they? Uh, yes, they can tweet, and they can drop an email as well, and we'll give a shout-out to him. I know he's probably listening to the show, so any messages will just be relaying them on the show today. So either drop us an email, or you can post a comment, uh, or you could probably write a message, I think, as well. Okay, so um, we're probably ready for, uh, by request, really, we're ready for um, the, I think it's probably the most popular poem we've had on. And we're going to have that in a moment. But those of you who don't know, uh, have never been on the show before, you should be on today's show. So that's at, at the very top uh, of the menu. Click on today's show, go down a bit. And it says, Brian, there's an orange box above an owl. that says, Brian Moses response. And what we do is we click on there and up comes a response padlet. So in a moment, we're going to have... Brian's going to perform for us uh, Walking with My Iguana and a couple of poems uh, about uh, feline creatures. 
One is very interesting. It's about um, uh, tigers uh, being walked along the beach, which is based on a true story. I think it's something that Brian actually saw. I know he saw some a character walking in iguana, and that's where that poem came from. Now, in order to give Brian a response, what we do is, if you're looking at the Padlet, um, down in the bottom right-hand corner is a pink dot. Click on that, and up comes a little box. It says title. That's where you type in your name. That's important because we like to know um, who has written what. Everything, remember, is double-checked. Everything is read before it gets posted up. Now, drop your cursor down where it says write something, and we're now ready to give Brian some sort of response to um, to his writing. And the response could be something that you liked in it, something that you, you know, a word or a phrase or a line or, or an image or a picture that came to you or something about the way in which it was performed. You might take a line or a phrase and imitate it. You might uh, be offered up a memory or how it made you feel. You might raise questions, uh, might want to type in some questions for Brian. Uh, things that puzzled you maybe, um, what might happen after the poem. You might want to add on some extra lines, all sorts of possibilities. It's an open field, Russell, really, for how people respond. So I've got my Padlet here and I'm ready to respond. And I'll probably be doing that during or just after he's finished his three poems. But I think we're ready for those now, aren't we? This is radioblogging.net. Walking with my iguana. I'm walking with my iguana. I'm walking with my iguana. When the temperature rises to above 85, my iguana is looking like he's coming alive. So we make it to the beach, my iguana and me. Then he sits on my shoulder as we stroll by the sea. And I'm walking with my iguana. I'm walking with my iguana. Well, if anyone sees us, we're a big surprise. My iguana and me on our daily exercise. Till somebody phones the local police and says I have an alligator tied to a leash. When I'm walking with my iguana, I'm walking with my, 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 my iguana. It's the spines on his back that make him look grim, but he just loves to be tickled under his chin. And I know that my iguana is ready for bed when he puts on his pajamas and lays down his sleepy head. And I'm walking with my iguana. Still walking with my iguana. With my iguana. And my piranha. And my chihuahua. And my chinchilla. With my gorilla. My caterpillar. And I'm walking. With my iguana. This is radioblogging.net. 
if you go on YouTube, you can see uh, various classes have performed that. So uh, a great, great one, lovely one to listen to. And I've now uh, been typing into the little box. I love the rhythm of the poem. It made me think how we should do more performances of poetry in school using percussion. Brian saw someone walking an iguana and that gave him the idea for the poem. The iguana in pajamas is a funny image. So given a little response, say, and what we found is it's important to reread before you post it. You post it by clicking somewhere else on that sandy colour. And bingo, it says waiting approval. And David Mitchell will be approving these. He'll read every single one. He can see what you're doing as you type. And um, those of you not being with us before, um, it's important to go every now and then to the very top of the page where it says radioblogging.net. And to the right of that, there's a semicircle with an arrow. Click on that and it refreshes the page. And then bingo, up will come more. We've already got a good dozen responses there, James. I like the words and the voice, sorry, the humour and the voices. It made me laugh. I also like the ending and the rhymes. Uh, Rhea, um, I think I know Rhea, um, if you're from Coastland School. Hi there. Love it. I remember doing this in school. Dotty, hi, this poem reminds me of my friend's pet reptile who went missing and then they found him again. Well, a bit of luck. Lewis. I like the tapping sounds in the background to make it feel like you're actually walking with your iguana. Absolutely. The, the rhythmic sound is the sound of the feet walking along. That's how I always um, interpret it. Now, we've got a couple more coming up uh, from Brian. So listen to those. Make notes um, as you are, um, as you're listening. Think about how you're going to respond to him. And then we'll have uh, a response put up on here. So. We've got a couple more, haven't we, Russell? Yes, uh, Taking Out the Tigers up next. This is radioblogging.net, broadcasting live across the planet. Up until recently, if you visited Sandown Zoo on the Isle of Wight, which is right by the beach, you would have been able to see the zookeepers very early in the morning or at twilight time exercising the tigers on Sandown Beach. This is taking out the tigers. A twilight time or early morning a tiger-sized roar is a fearsome warning as a huge cat swaggers through a fine sea mist its paws the size of a boxer's fist when and there Taking out the tigers on Sandown Beach. Taking out the tigers on Sandown Beach. These tough kitties have something to teach about the law of the jungle on Sandown Beach. And any kind of dog will be most unwise to challenge a cat that's this sort of size. When they're taking out the tigers on Sandown Beach. Taking out the tigers on Sandown Beach. As a weak sun sinks in a winter sky, it reflects in the jewel of a tiger's eye. But an Indian ocean is dreams away from the chilly surf of Sandown Bay. When and there, taking out the tigers on Sandown Beach, taking out the tigers on Sandown Beach, taking out the tigers. This is radioblogging.net, broadcasting live across the planet.
I love that one. I, I, I got a feeling that um, Brian's also, perhaps if you look on his blog, um, but somewhere or other, I know there is actually a photograph of somebody walking along Sandown Beach um, with a tiger. Um, I, I, Brian, I would have been on the show today, uh, Russell, um, himself to chat about this. But I know that he's had problems with the tooth. He's got uh, broken a front tooth. So he's whist he's whistling a lot as he talks. So uh, we'll look forward to that on another occasion. Is there one more, Russell? I can't remember. Yes, I've got Missing Black and White Cat, which I thought was quite appropriate to say as well. Let's just run that now. I was walking through London once and I saw a poster for a lost cat. And I used the poster as the title for this poem. Missing Grey and White Cat answers to the name of Freddy. Why is it I find it hard to believe that Freddy will come when you call? Even if you threw open your windows and bawled out his name, not once, not twice, but for a full 15 minutes of neighborhood fame, I just don't think that Freddy will answer. Cats roam, we know. Cats find a welcoming mat on the sunnier side of the road. He'll have his paws tucked under someone else's table by now. Or maybe he's eloped with some cat he duetted with on the corner one night. Maybe she turned his head. Poor Fred, he's hooked by now. Couldn't come back if he wanted to. So it's no good. You're putting up posters all over Camden Town for even if you bawl and yell each night for a week you may find an Eddie or even a Teddy trying your cat flap for size but whatever answers won't be Freddy you can bet nine lives that Freddy is gone till he's ready to stroll back home is radioblogging.net I love that the guitar makes a difference doesn't it it's superb so we're all getting our responses up there there are there are so many I, I love it when I click on the refreshing the page Russell I still get excited to see all these children joining in and adults as well um Bethany, I love the animals at the end. It's so funny. I did this poem in year four and I still love it. Yeah, that must be the um, iguana one. Um, get some responses in about the other two uh, folks. I know that Brian will be sitting at home reading these through and no doubt he'll um, post up some responses as well himself. Hadley, I enjoyed, I really enjoyed the gravelly voice, especially for the word iguana. Yes, we're learning that, aren't we, Russell? We're learning how to use our voices when we're performing, when we're talking um, on radio, when we're sharing our work. The percussion, Hadley carries on saying the percussion really sets up the rhyme and engages the listener. Lots of humour, especially with how the iguana does human things like wearing pyjamas. I agree. I really like that bit. So we've got those uh, going on now. I think it's the it's time to go back to the main page, Russell, where we can look at activity one. And again, this is another Padlet. And if you go down to the slightly larger picture of the owl, it says five ways to involve an owl. Now, I think you probably need to just look underneath that. And it says click here to view the Padlet full screen. So 
Uh, and what I like about that is you can really see its eyes now and you can see the beak, you can see the snow, the patterns on the feathers. I think we've got several options for working with this one. I like the idea of five ways to avoid an owl. You've really got to think about this. So I've got a few ideas here. Um, put, a, put, on, put on a cloak and a Batman mask and run fast. Number two, hide under a mammoth's belly. Number three, Don a disguise. Number four, transform yourself into a sheep because owls don't like sheep. Number five, I can't read. Spur ah, yes, I can. Sprout wings and head for the hills. So how would you avoid an owl? I think that's one good option. The other option is to do our old friend descriptive sentences about those eyes, about the beak, about the talons, about the feathers. So everybody will do, be doing descriptive sentences or creative ways to avoid an owl. And while that is going on, surely, Russell, it's time for us to have some music of some sort. Oh, and I'm going to delight you and the rest of the team with this one. Our resident house band, the fabulous Miz, Rachel Orr, has produced a new track for us. We're very excited. It moves the story of Gerald along just a little further. And this, uh, Rachel, is absolutely your very best. Enjoy this one, folks. Gerald felt unwelcome Now he's Awesome airship looking down on cottage pie. He's got camembert and cheddar too, with Frank and Connie for his crew. But right there in the distance, a sky pilot he did spy. Radioblogging.net, here for you every weekday at 9.30am. 
Uh, thank you very much indeed, uh, Rachel. That was just superb. It is 13 minutes past 10, listeners, and you're listening to radioblogging.net. This is our 29th show. My goodness, our seventh week of broadcasting to you every day at 9.30. And if you're new, you will have noticed there's no registration to use the service. You can just jump right on in and away you go. Everything we do is moderated and it is absolutely free at the point of use. And it is great to have your company. Thanks very much indeed. Very good morning to Jane Hunter. Lovely to have you listening as well. Very good morning also to Miss Wood. Thank you so much for your tweets. To Emma Caldfield. thank you. Thanks for making us laugh this morning. Holly B said when you were uh, laughing. So that's really good. Thank you so much. She's really laughing. I love that. That's lovely to hear your message. Lovely pictures of Gerald on there. James Walker. Great, great photograph of Gerald there being uh, uh, interviewed. I think lots of people really did that. Uh, Jane Hunter also said that the uh, Gerald the Mouse interview had us all in stitches uh, there. Well, I'm really pleased. Thank you so much indeed. Up for a BAFTA award uh, winning there. Uh, Emma, good morning to you as well. Really, really good. Ian, what have you got for us? Russell, thank you very much indeed. Good morning to Dean, who's really looking forward to listening to Brian Moses today. Isabel as well. Good morning. Can I have a shout out to Dolphins Year 4 at the Abbey and Mrs. O'Brien? Of course you can. Neve from Desborough. Hello. Can I have a shout out to everyone at Loddington Primary School and even the teachers? Yes, indeed. Always mention the teachers. Julia, can I have a shout out to Mrs. O'Brien? Indeed. Mrs. Murrin, good morning. Fresh from our morning PE and ready for Mouse Monday here at Stone with Woodford. Shout out from Lewis, Axel, Kai and Phoebe. Joan, can I have a shout out for my grandchildren, Alfie and Vinny? How lovely that you're listening and shouting them out this morning. Loving Mouse Monday. Thank you. Well done to you. And also, as well as always, lots and lots of lovely comments from you all. Olivia, very excited for the show to start. I can't wait. Jacob says, so looking forward to today's show. Missed it at the weekend a lot. Well, you can always join us, of course, on All Requests Sunday, every Sunday from 3 p.m. Jacob, so looking forward to today. Uh, Olivia as well. Jamie, very excited for today's show. Can I have a shout out from Mr. Johns? Oliver, can't wait until Mouse Monday. Jack, good morning. Was looking forward to the show to, for the show to start. Lucy wants a shout out as well. Absolutely. Ruben, looking forward to Mouse Monday. Will Brian Moses be walking with his mouse? Well, we now know. We loved the iguana pump. It's fabulous, isn't it? Just Bethany, Mouse Monday sounds interesting. Shout out for Beth this morning, who's listening from Tatsville Village. Missed you at the weekend. Hey, and this is what we're about as well. It's about bringing people together and connecting people. So if you've got messages for people that you are missing and you're not seeing regularly, do let us know. We are so happy to do that. Douglas, shout out to Mr. Goodwin, the best teacher at Mallory's Junior School. Oliver, good morning. Hi, Pi, Russell, Ian and David. Can't wait for Mouse Monday. Lewis from Stone School would like a shout out. You've got one. Miss Mallon says, keep up the great writing. Isabella, hi, radio blogging team. It's a lovely day, isn't it? Hey, it's not bad out there. Can you have a shout out? Yes, you can. Of course you can. Lucy loves Gerald. We all love Gerald. Dottie, love the show. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to Mouse Monday. Thomas, may the fourth be with you. May the fourth be with you as well, Thomas. Thank you very much. Neve is super excited. Emma as well. Shout out to Holly from Auntie M. Loving working with you at a distance while your mum is at work. How lovely that is. Well done to you, Dottie, as well. Miss Hall, massive shout out from the very tall Miss Hall. Very nice bit of rhyme there. To all the students and teachers at Stone School. 
Isla says, it's my sister's birthday today. Well, happy birthday to Isla's sister. Um, Bella, happy Monday to you. Also, Dorothy, looking forward to today's show. Um, and is having some trouble doing some voice recording. Don't worry. We can also give you some, a few tips on that and listen in uh, to the rest of the show because we will be explaining later how we can do that. We've also had emails. And you can email us on radioblogging at gmail.com. Of course, Sachi um, is here for Radio Blogging. Uh, good morning to you, Lorraine. Uh, Lorraine Harrison, regular listener, says, I've done lots of drama in school over the years. I can honestly say I've never interviewed a mouse. Claire Kilgore, a regular listener and contributor as well. Oh, my goodness, how we are laughing. We particularly loved Gerald's exasperated denials at the end. So funny. We also love Brian Moses. What a show. Neve. Hi, radio blogging team. My parents and I loved Gerald's interview. We were laughing for ages. <laughs> so were we. I had to turn my microphone off. Gerald is amazing and we love his Twitter page. Uh, also this morning Isabel morning everyone love radio blogging um, really looking forward to the activities as well um, and and so many people getting in touch I'm going to have to roll some over for a little bit later so that we can move on with the show but for now it's back to pie oh hello <laughs> right yes back to me five ways to avoid an owl we've got lots and lots of ideas coming up and remember, go to the top of a page just to refresh. And we like to look at what other people have written, because when we do that, we get ideas uh, from them and see how. Uh, I think it's quite good, actually, if you don't rush into it. Take a little bit of time. Jot your notes down. Joe Pierce. Number one, stand tree-like. Number two, hide under a camouflage cloak. Number three, become another owl because owls are known for being uninterested in members of the same species. Number four, duck. Number five, acquire a fox's den and wait inside until the owl has passed. Absolutely love it. Heath, ask a friend to tell the owl about his massive eyes. Ooh, Thomas, hide under a pile of leaves. Number two, scurry away. Number five, I love that one, Thomas. Change night into day. Lucy's. A great one. Number one, don't be a worm. <laughs> I think that's fantastic. Oh, uh, really, really good ideas. Uh, we got some descriptive ones, but we've got lots and lots of ways to avoid being an owl. Oh, my goodness. That's so clever. Some of that. David, I think we can come out of that Padlet back to the main page for today's show. And underneath there is a big orange box. And it says Comments Corner. Now, I'd be looking forward to this because we, we, we're about to try something that we haven't tried exactly before on this show. Can you talk us through it? Hi, good morning, Pi. Yes, we're um, trying something new on Comments Corner today uh, because we've, we've worked quite a bit on this now. And it's time for me to uh, challenge all the listeners a little bit. So if we make sure everyone was on today's show page from the orange menu across the top and you go down, you can find where it says the big button that says Comments Corner. You can see in there things look a little different. And we're going to try this and see how this works. And I use this tool a lot in schools. And I know, Pi, we've used this together, haven't we? Uh, we with have children, yeah. Where I've been in Norwich, you've been in Sunderland, and mm -hmm. the class have been in Manchester. Mm -hmm. And we've, we've been able to do these live lessons through this live writing box. And I need to explain how this works. And we'll have a go um, because it, it is really quick instant and simple and mm. you can see on the comment corner page we've got pies polishing uh, paragraph polishing there with mm. just a sentence that i've taken from a blog post that was posted last night onto the blog from i think the writing competition that we launched on friday which we'll come back to towards the end of the show um 
And you can see that sentence is there, and I'll just read it out mm. so everyone can, can hear that. It says, uh, the team warily agree and set off. They know they're safe as long as they stick together and agree not to leave one another because as nice as this old man seems, he is still a stranger. So that's the sentence there. And underneath the sentence, you can see the writing, the live writing window. So what I would like, and this is the challenge I'm going to ask the listeners to do, is at the bottom of that box, you will see it says your name. And you've got to add your first name only. So just uh, add your first name only there with a capital letter, obviously. And I'm going to ask you and challenge you to write in the box at the bottom, underneath where it says your name, a positive comment. And we're just going to stick to positives today. Something this person can, uh, you can give some feedback on, something they did well, okay? Um, and we'll, if we can use this, we're going to come back on another day and start thinking about questions we could ask for a, um, a comment and possibly uh, suggestions for improvement as well. So if people can just add their name, and they can then start to type in something. I will see all these come in live into my little um, kind of portal area I've got set up here uh, on this. And for the adults, whilst we're waiting for this to come through, if adults um, are, uh, the teachers are looking at this, thinking this is something they could use on their websites or blogs themselves. This is called Jotcast. And um, if people are interested, you can. it's free. It's totally free. Um, I do have access to a link where you can get a teacher account. If people are interested, get in touch with, the, uh, with us on the show, and I'll get those out to you. Um, but what I would like is for people to add their name and to um, suggest um, something that uh, the person has written well, something they can, you know, some positives there, and I will see these come through. Um, so what I would like, Pi, if you can have a, 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 a chat through for a minute with that sentence and maybe give some ideas in terms of um, the type of things that you would be looking for in terms of um, seeing things that they've done well. Yeah, and you're also going to need to tell me how I respond to the children. Can you just explain that to me first? While yes, well, for, for this yeah. for this one part, you don't need to. Um, what okay. we're going to do is see these coming in. Now, I can see loads coming in here. All right. um, and then I so, comment on them aloud. That's right. So you oh, should see yeah. Jack's just turned up. Have you seen that yeah. one? Yeah. So no. I'm going to go through now, and I'm yeah. just going to add these coming in. So you should see these live, and so should the children and the listeners. Um, yeah, Jack's got the lovely sentence. I'll definitely use it in my writing. Sachin, a good job. My favourite line is, as nice as this old man seems, he is still a stranger. I noticed that, and it sounded like something straight out of a story. As you know, I always like to read the sentences aloud, listen to them, and uh, then I can generally hear whether or not it works. So reading aloud is important when we're doing this. I like the word wearily because it shows that the crew are exhausted after their adventures. That's Neve. Nice one, Neve. Kitty. I like the wearily agree in this piece. I think it's really suggesting that a but um but um but um. You've clicked the button too fast there, I think, Kitty. But you're absolutely spot on there, Miss Hall. I wonder if this would make more sense in the past tense. This would mean checking it through, see which words need to be made past tense. Isn't that interesting? Because we said we were going to focus on the positives and Miss Hall has done what what we are so much in a habit of going for the thing that needs improving. So 
if you've just written something and created something, if you think about getting a response, the first thing you want to know really is here are a few things that go well, because that makes you feel good as a writer. And as David said, you need to know what's worked well so you can replicate it in, on other occasions. Um, so that's an interesting one, uh, Miss Hall. Uh, Lucy, I really like the suspense the writer's made and the fact that I have lots of questions in my head. Great work, keep writing. Neve, I think the sentence is very interesting. Pi, I can never think of anything uh, as good as that. That's not true, Neve. I've read your writing before and it's absolutely fantastic. Only this morning, Joe Pierce was putting on Twitter how much she had enjoyed your writing. So well done, Max. It already feels like there is a story. Intrigued to find out what happens next. It is sort of hooking us in, isn't it? Um, uh, Mr. Walker, I like the use of the word wearily as it shows they're agreeing to go, but tired or reluctant. Yeah, reluctant. Yes. Uh, dragging their heels a bit on that one. Diana, you've used positive and negative where you've said as nice as this old man is, he's still a stranger. Very similar to when we play good news, bad news. Great point. I hadn't really looked at it by, like that, but you're absolutely right. Hannah, wearily, great word to use. It tells you a lot about the fact that they're tired, have done a lot that day and are exhausted. Um, Felicia's put, it was brilliant and I loved it. And David's added on, what did you like about it? And we talked about that before. Be precise, be exact, give good feedback so they know exactly what it was that you did um uh, that was so effective we got lots and lots of them coming up now david and i think that activity is a strong one that we could use uh, let's try it out again and it, the interesting thing about it is when i read that through because i'm a teacher and teachers you will have done this as well i know you will have like miss hall you instantly look at and think actually the punctuation isn't terribly good we, there's a comma missing in one place and i think we've got um, a, a comma that should actually be a full stop. So instantly we go to the places where um, it, as teachers, we're just tuned into that. But we have to think about our writer and think about ways in which we can support and encourage. Uh, Davidson, the opening clause is intriguing. The team agree, but only wearily. Are they physically tired or are they tired of the journey stroke quest? Yeah, good point. And, and I like that um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing because I've just seen below Rose saying John Williams' original Star Wars music was the best. Well, you've got a comment in there and we've read it out. Mrs. Cottrell, I like the word stranger, keeps the danger a bit vague, creating suspense. I suppose it does. It's a bit of a, bit of a he is still a stranger. It's a bit of an empty word. We don't know much about this old man. So that emptiness is a bit ominous, a bit scary. My goodness, there's a lot coming through there, David. Um, I, we're on 10, 10, 27. Uh, 27. Um, we need to do this one again, don't we? We do, yeah. It's uh, coming through. It took a while to get going uh, at the beginning. I had to log back into it. But it, once we got in there, it, they're really coming through now. But yes, uh, this was more about seeing if this works, and it does work. So we're going to build this in. Uh, mm -hmm. We've also got uh, questions that we want to be uh, discussing when we leave comments. We've also got how we can suggest improvements of the language we might want to use when we're doing that so we don't upset someone mm. um, and we do it in a nice delivery so we, we will come back to that um, but we do want to uh, just give people a moment and we'll only spend a minute or so doing this but I've got mm. a little challenge for everyone listening um, we're going to play some music I'll hand back to Russell in a moment um, but in this 90 seconds or so I want to challenge everybody to go up to listeners posts scroll down find a blog post 
and go and leave a comment. And you might just be able to squeeze in a number one to say something positive. Tell them something they did well. And that's the challenge for the next 90 seconds. So, Russell, mm. it's over to you. Absolutely. And staying with the th- mouse theme of the day, it's Danger Mouse. And you have one minute and five seconds. Your time starts now. This is radioblogging.net. Here for you every weekday at 9.30am. Uh, time's up. I hope you managed to get, get written what you wanted to get written. Hello, a very good morning to you, Brian Moses, again. Thank you so much indeed for your tweets. Has really enjoyed hearing himself. That must be so weird. On the radio there. Thank you so much. Joe Pierce as well. Lovely to hear you. And more comments from Jane Hunter there as well. Ian, what do you have for us? Thanks very much indeed, Russell. Yeah, still got plenty coming in this morning. Don't forget, you can uh, text us on 07624802272. That's the studio number. You can also email radioblogging at gmail.com. Uh, Louis says, hello, radio blogging team. Can you give a shout out for a Willow class at Stonewood Woodford? Absolutely. Thomas, good morning. Hello to you. Uh, Toby, hello. Shout out to my sister Bethany and Daddy who are radio blogging at the moment. Uh, Benjamin was enjoying the music earlier. Daria, hello. How are you all today? I'm very well. I hope you're very well as well. Uh, Cosi, hi everyone, good morning returning listener, Annabelle, please can I have a shout out, yes of course you can absolutely fine, no problem at all good morning as well to Benjamin and also to Rebecca it's day 7 for Rebecca this morning I would like a shout out for herself and Miss F and everyone listening from Brunel St Paul's in Chippenham, not too far away at all, good morning to you and welcome uh, anonymous this is hilarious don't forget to put your name then we can give you an absolute name check you on the air on the radio live across the planet Greya, hi gonna be late uh but we're working out how to listen to it well i hope you've joined us now and i hope you are here with us holly would like a shout out to msc uh benjamin's seen most episodes of uh star wars uh mrs baker morning everyone at stone with woodford school love to see you all back after the weekend absolutely uh, true indeed olivia good morning to everyone at abby cve uh daventry great show today thank you very much indeed benji hello to all my classmates and mrs porter as well uh hi from beck uh emily isla and josie this is our first time listening and we are enjoying it please can we have a shout out for longley primary school in west yorkshire we miss all the teachers and our friends uh, Beck, can I just say thank you? Uh, she phonetically typed uh, one of the children's names there to help me out. Thank you so much. Sean, hi, can I get a shout out to Miss Hall and Turtles class at Abbey Daventry as well? They're listening. Uh, Sarah, shout out to Ellen and Anira listening in Tuts Hill. Good morning to you. Um, Daria, I hope everyone's having an amazing day. And Xavier, uh, couldn't wait until it started. Can I please have a shout out? Yes, indeed. Of course you can. Keep those shout outs and emails coming in. It's been a fabulous show this morning, but there's still more to to come and with that over to pi okay thanks ever so much and um looking at all the comments about that uh, um sentence which i think should be at least a couple of sentences but looking at those it, what i find interesting is the way in which we all tend to see slightly different things and actually reading other people's comments makes me see more in the writing than i had uh, originally of course that's why when we're doing reading together or we're sharing uh, writing in school, it's why it's so good to talk about it, to share ideas, because when you read something, you've got your own idea and it creates a picture in your mind. But as soon as we start chatting, other people will say things and you sit there thinking, hmm, I haven't thought about that. That's a really good point. And this is quite a good technique for doing that very thing, I think. Well, we're near the end of the show, folks. We need to come out of comments corner. We're back on today's show on that page. And you'll see under comments corner of the orange box, it says the boy who spoke mouse. And um, early on, I read the first chapter out and I'm actually going to read 
two chapters out. And this is an opportunity now for you to do a longer piece of blogging after the show, maybe this afternoon, and get it up ready for a piece of response. Um, we have a team of moderators. We have a team of people. By that, I mean people who check everything, so nothing silly can be written. We also make sure that we have a team of people who are going to respond. But um, it's great if, ev if everybody responds to somebody else, then um, we'll all get some feedback on our writing. So I'm going to read you chapter one and chapter two of The Boy Who Spoke Mouse. And my invitation to you is to create a story. It doesn't have to be a mouse, but uh, the idea is you have a, a girl or a boy, a main character, who suddenly discovers that they can communicate with animals, a bit like the story of Dr. Doolittle, which some of you will know. Um, and it could be a bird, for instance. I see a lot of birds outside the window here. Um, but you can speak to a pet if you want, or a wild creature, and what happens. So I'll read you The Boy Who Spoke Mouse, first couple of chapters, and then we'll have another chapter each day all the way through to uh, Thursday, chapter one. I can talk mouse. That's nice, dear. Do you want to hear it? Hmm. Mum stared at the fish tank in the waiting room. <coughs> Did you understand what I said? Don't squeak so loudly. You'll upset people. David looked round at the other people. No one was looking. He lowered his voice. Can't you speak, Mouse? Apparently not, sniffed his mum. <coughs> replied David watching for a reaction. That was, I can teach you. Mrs. Hummingbird turned to her son and in a firm, no more nonsense voice said, it's okay, dear. If I ever need to talk to a mouse, I can always ask you. There was a long silence. The dentist drill whined in the background. But what if I'm at school? He asked. His mother never thought things through. David sighed and turned back to his copy of Superman. The drill whined. Chapter Two. That night, David lay awake, wide awake. Moonlight ran round the edge of the curtains. He was waiting. Then it happened. At first, the familiar sound of something scuttling. A shape appeared, as it had every night for several weeks. There it was at the bottom of the curtain. David held his breath as something ran up the side of the curtain edge, along the top of the rail and down the other side. He could see it quite clearly. He knew what it was. A mouse. This mouse had turned out to be no ordinary mouse. It sat on the windowsill, bathed in moonlight like a tiny god eyeing him. It had enormous pink ears and the moonlight made them glow. Its whiskers stuck out like tiny bristles on his toothbrush. A thick tail curled round its grey body like an electric cable. David waited patiently. This was no ordinary mouse. This was the Hercules of all mice. And Hercules had taught him how to talk mouse. Well, not exactly taught him, because it just seemed to happen. Ever since Hercules had appeared, David found that when he spoke to the mouse, the words came out in squeaks. And what was more, he could understand every squeak that Hercules spoke. In short, Hercules had brought him the gift of speaking mouse. David knew his mother wouldn't believe him. She wasn't a great believer. She hadn't believed him about the goblin that had knocked over her vase of petunias. She hadn't believed him about the dragon that lived at the back of the laundromat. He definitely heard it breathing every time that she took him there. And now she didn't believe that he could speak mouse. But he could. Mum didn't believe me, he squeaked. Hercules stopped washing his whiskers and stared back at David with beady black eyes. Of course not, he replied. 
adults lack the faculty of imagination. David was uncertain quite what that meant, but it was typical of the way that Hercules spoke. Half of what he said went straight over David's head, but then so did most things according to Mrs. French's teacher. David spent a lot of time in Mrs. French's special group, and that year he'd become rather good at colouring in. David was unsure about whether his mother, about what his mother would do if she saw Hercules or any other mouse for that matter. She would scream, probably, he decided. Yes, he was sure that a meeting between his mother and Hercules could only lead to problems. So I've got the first couple of sections there in which a child, our main character, discovers that they can speak to an animal of some sort. And obviously they are friends. And I've given a little hint at the end of the second chapter about what's going to happen next. You can probably guess. So that's your big blogging task, folks. And right at the very end, this is where we get to the point where we do the extension task. So under, come out of the boy spoke mouse underneath that second orange box. Sorry, the orange box. You can see the one that says extension task. Click on there. Now, tomorrow we have uh, the wonderful Sue Hardy Dawson poet who's going to share with us three poems. And the session will all be about um, ideas of what poetry is and how do you get ideas for your writing for poems and for stories will all hinge around that. And on Wednesday, we've got, um, I'm not sure how you say his name, Russell. Do you? Yes, Struan. Struan, Struan Murray, who's written a very, very powerful book called Orphans of the Tide, quite a scary book. Um, and uh, a very, very strong, wonderful twist in the middle of it. And on Thursday, we've got Judith Eagle, who's written The Starling Affair and The Pur Pear Affair. Um, absolute cracking readers. Folks, if you like things like, I don't know, Enid Blyton, Famous Five or Secret Seven, those sort of Emma Carroll's writing or Coghart, these are romping reads, those two. But in terms of tomorrow, uh, as I say, the session is all around ideas. And I thought what we'd do is we'd have a go at performing a poem. I don't think we've done this before. So um, here's my model, what is poetry? I'll read that out. You can see the boxes below where you're going to write your one in. And then right below that, there is a padlet that says perform your writing just above it, where it um, says how to record an audio padlet. If you click on there, it will tell you what to do. And we do need two or three of these um, because it's just lovely to hear your voices. So I'll read you mine. And um, I'm wondering about how you're going to perform what you write. I'm going to do it in a pretty straight way. I think I might give a couple of uh, beats uh, in between each one. Here we go. What is poetry? Poetry is a jumble sale of dreams, a washing line of ideas hung out to dry. Poetry is a house of serious servants waiting to juggle. Poetry is a deck of frozen cards spilled under autumn trees. Poetry is the moment when lightning strikes or a bus grinds to a halt. Poetry is the moment between breathing in and breathing out. Poetry is the sound of a burglar stealing a cat. Poetry is the flash of sunlight as a goldfish's fin flickers. Poetry is the taste of a rainbow. Poetry is the smell of fish and chips with vinegar and salt. Poetry is the fizz of a Coke can opening. Poetry is a spark trapped inside a stone, an orchard in an apple pip and the shadow of a salmon caught in the river's swirl. 
Poetry is sand that runs quickly, a phone made out of an ear and a cat that mimics. Poetry is two penguins on a slide. Poetry is the lid on your eye and the drum that beats in your ear. Poetry is a sack of spuds. Poetry is a full stop. Okay, all I was doing was simple claps. You will be able to do something with a little bit more humph, I've absolutely no doubt. I was playing around with the ideas. Look down near the bottom, lid on your eye, eyelid. Drum that beats in your ear, drum beat. Um, and there are other little games inside there where I'm playing around. A phone made out of an ear is an earphone. Um, uh, a cat that mimics a cat something or other. I can't remember what it was now. Uh, sand that runs quickly. See if you can work some of those little games out. Anyway, David, what else is there to say about them performing their poems? Well, it's a case of bravery. We say this every time. Mm. It's about having a go, being brave, and uh, uh, practicing, really. And if you follow the instructions, you can record it, and it doesn't save automatically. You can listen back and delete it and try again if you want to. Um, so have a go and see if you see if you can you can do it following the instructions. Um, we you know we would love some of these to come in. It's the kind of the closing part of of the cycle of of this writing, and we love to get these in. So to hear some would be fantastic, wouldn't it, Poe? Yeah, absolutely. And we'll start off tomorrow's show. So first of all, get it written. Um, I actually, when I was writing it, I wasn't really thinking enough about the rhythm and I could hear that when I was reading it aloud. I've got lots and lots of good ideas, but I think a little bit of rhythm, a little bit of background claps or beats or maybe clicking of fingers, something like that. A little bit of body percussion. We can all manage that. So it clicks, claps, um, foot stamps, trying to do some here in the kitchen on the ground floor, kick the table. Uh, I think that might really add to it. Experiment, try it out, test it out, be brave. Well, we're near the end of the show now, and I think it's time definitely to hand back uh, to Russell just to wind the show up for us. Indeed. Thank you very much, Pi Bongos, for Dr. Corbett's house. I think I was on Amazon <laughs> just looking for the loudest bongos. Good luck with the neighbours there as well. Uh, thank mm. you to our special guest, Brian Moses, and thank you so much. I hope uh, you're not in too much pain and you're okay, and we look forward to having you on the show again. Uh, thank you very much indeed to the, all the fantastic uh, contributors to the show. Thanks to you for all your comments as, as well. Uh, don't forget, if you're interested in your own bespoke blogging radio blogging experience for your school drop us an email you could be one of the first to enjoy that very new service from us and don't forget to join us again on the thursday as well as 9 30 we are broadcasting once more in the day at six o'clock our time it'll be one o'clock in part of america and a little earlier in the morning on the other coast of america and so we're hoping to bring a lot of american listeners in who are kind of in the same situation that we are lots of home educating going on lots of school still open for key workers well we're back here again tomorrow a really another exciting day really looking forward uh, to sue hardy dawson welcoming her back onto the show until then wherever you are enjoy the sunshine enjoy the day and keep blogging see you tomorrow welcome to radio blogging daily shows with interactive activities to keep everyone busy and engaged brought to you by pie corbett david mitchell ian rocky and russell prue just listen and blog it's live fun and interactive and with new educational tasks every day just head over to radioblogging.net to listen and find out more